0: All right. Hey, everyone. Sorry for the delay. We uh, said on air it would be 12 Eastern. I believe <laughs> it's a little past 12 and a
1: half. And why are we late?
0: I um, Well, you know, honestly, it was because we have a meeting every Wednesday, and it went very long
1: today. Yes, it did. Yes,
0: and therefore pushed my lunch back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to, of course, have lunch, and now it's pushed everything back. But anyway, we appreciate you. I was told there was pizza coming. Joining us. Who told me that?
1: Who, that's a lie. People. I, oh, wait,
2: wait! the people who scheduled me?
1: N- name names. Whoever forgot to order the pizza. We're drawing them up on Bob and Tom charges.
0: Although Ace is very... This is Ace Cosby, by the way, our uh, guest this week. Ace, uh, Tom calls you the legendary Ace Cosby. Give us a little bit uh info on your
2: background. Uh, well, he calls me that because I've known him for so long. Um, actually got on radio when I was still in high school, and... Uh... I've been part of uh, Central Indiana's radio scene since then, 79, 78. And uh, I've done virtually every shift on rock stations, alternative stations, sports talk. Great.
0: So Ace is a radio legend, and he's also uh, not only met many of the um, biggest names in rock and music, He's literally friends with many of them as well, <laughs> uh, which is very cool. So, if you have any questions regarding radio music, um, yeah. anything at all, honestly, I mean, but if, if you, but you know, Ace can certainly answer uh, a lot of stuff about that. But please ask uh, ask either of us or or both of us anything you like.
2: I and- wonder why I'm here. I, I I got the invitation out of the blue and Black History Month, right? <laughs> <laughs> I right. didn't even consider right. that. Yeah. But
1: yes, uh, we, well, this is Web Director Chris Spangle. I'll be reading your question, so leave a comment uh, with your question on the Facebook Live, and I'll read it. Uh, that is a good point. Uh, but <laughs> you've been you've been greatly requested, and oh, cool. the first while we're waiting for a question, I have a question. Sure. You have a famous catchphrase that has been legendary on Q95 locally <laughs> called "My Face Is My Pass." Where did that originate?
2: Right over there where Tom Griswold sits, it came from his mind. So he, so you never actually said I, that? I had never said that till one day on the show when I was first brought in. I said, my face is my past because he said it. But um, <laughs> maybe uh, 15, 18 years ago, uh, I was celebrating some kind of anniversary or something, and Tom uh, awarded me these special T-shirts with the slogan, my face is my past, and my picture on
1: it. Presumably Which, because you could get into any concert well, locally, right? Yeah. I mean,
2: people knew, everybody knew yeah. who Ace was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he also gave me uh, like some personalized Sharpies with my face on them, but the, his assistant at the time over-ordered, and so now there's like 14,000 of them all over. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is actually one here. My favorite.
2: Ace Cosby, my face is my pass. Because Josh asked me yesterday, he goes, uh, do you like autographs? I'm like, no, it's something Tom came up
1: with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Ace, Was there any one of the stars that you've met over the years that struck you? This is from, as in punched from from Scott. <laughs> I,
2: I got yelled at by John Bon Jovi once, but uh,
1: why? Oh, uh, he, he yelled at you. Why?
2: Uh, <laughs> off and on, I would have the honor of traveling with them, and uh, they'd you know give me a seat on the plane and uh, pick up my hotel rooms. and And this was before cell phones were really prevalent, like right before. And before a lot of automation came into radio and I was scheduling my weekend, I had scheduled a visit with John and for a couple of shows. And, um, at the time I was assistant program director, so I had to handle all our uh, scheduling bar our personalities. And for some reason it was like the perfect storm. Nobody could work. So I wound up doing a lot of shifts that I wouldn't normally do to cover the station, but I had to miss the show and I'd called John's manager to let him know I wasn't going to make it, make it. But once again, this was right before cell phones were prevalent, so I didn't have a number for John directly. But apparently he didn't get the message. So I'm at a show in Cincinnati, uh, and I'm walking around the backstage uh, after the show, because I don't normally bother them before the show. And I hear this voice going, Ace Cosby, you got a lot of nerves showing up. You have a seat on Air Jovi. People cut off their left arm to be here, and you show up now. <laughs>
0: and, uh, and he was mad. He was joking. He was. Joking. Oh, okay, was joking. I got you. He was joking, <laughs> <laughs> he was
2: joking but still, it was like, "You just me and him in the hallway." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you spoke to John Bon Jovi? Uh, probably or before last. Okay. Um, I was hoping to go. To, they weren't playing anywhere in the area at that time, so. I reached out to their management, and he had gotten back to me via email. So, gotcha. Well, didn't speak, I guess. We traded emails. So. It.
1: Yeah. All right. Christy asks, "How is Mandu doing?
2: She's annoying, but uh, your cat, my cat, right. Cat Mandu, uh, always underfoot when I'm uh, in the kitchen or trying to walk around. <laughs> and God forbid, I try to sit on the couch and eat a sandwich or something, and because he's in my lap. And but it's great to have uh, the company again. And uh, He's a welcome addition.
1: Good. Adam wants to know if you are related to Bill.
2: Uncle Bill. Bill? Oh not anymore. But Bill I mean, Cosby.
1: No. no. <laughs> I, used to, I used to get
2: all that all the time, but sure no, I'm not.
1: Uh, all right. Jason asks, "What do you consider the most underrated classic rock song?" Wow.
2: If they're underrated, don't get a lot of exposure. Um. Let's come back to that. Okay. And that is a good question. Because as Josh knows, I like to recall things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me ask this. Was there a song that you came across that you went, that just blew you away?
2: Um, you used to hear those all the time. Here's, here's something about being on rock radio, at least back in the heyday. You really didn't have time to enjoy what you were playing. Either You heard it uh, in your car. Or at a concert or, you know, when I was music director, I'd get stuff in the mail and listen to it and go, okay, I got one for you. Uh, There was a band called Darla Hood. They were uh, somewhere out of the South and they had a song called, I think it was called Sister Dementia.
0: Sister Dementia?
2: Yeah. And I was like, man, that's like this year's, this, this decade's cashmere or something.
1: Hmm.
2: When was that? Late 90s, early 2000s, late 90s. Wow. So that's a song that you feel should
0: have taken off. Oh, and- yeah,
2: yeah. Well, there's been a ton of songs I thought should have been huge. Yeah. But just timing wasn't right. Or
0: now, You mentioned earlier that you don't have a lot of chance, you don't have much of a chance to listen to the music you're playing when you're actually
2: a jock. Well, back then, you know, we were live all the time because – Little secret, a lot of jocks today aren't uh, are pre recorded, but you're on the air, you're taking requests, you're, you're uh, uh, you have to key- cue up the music. It's not already, already right. there in the computer, and because
0: I think a lot of people have the impression that you're sitting there and you hit play, and then you get to kind of do this. Oh no no no! And no. just sit back and listen, and then hit play on the next one. And nope, yeah, not the case. Not the case anymore.
1: All right. Let's ask both of you this. Joshua wants to know what are your favorite foods.
0: <laughs> uh, my honestly, my favorite food is uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I probably have it. I don't have it that often, but it. I have to say that's my favorite food because <laughs> it's. You always know what you're going to get. It's <laughs> always consistent, and it always puts me in a good mood.
2: Uh, hands down, pizza. I can eat it every day. Favorite toppings. Uh, I'm a basic pepperoni, sausage, mushroom. In fact, there was a period of time where I, maybe for three, four months, I did have pizza every day because we had a client. And the place uh, doesn't exist anymore called Jack's Pizza. And I did their commercials and the client really liked what I did. So they would send me a stack of free, you know, large pizza. Like,
0: oh, these are the frozen Jack's pizza. No, 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 oh, no, oh.
2: no, 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 there was a chain here. Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
1: All right. Adam wants to know, Ace, what is the most, what is the rarest copy of a VHS that you own, be it recorded or purchased?
2: I probably had some pre-recorded stuff that's uh, rare just because they weren't widely cir- circulated. But uh, for me personally, it's was the very first tape I recorded. I did uh, basically a bunch of shows you have never heard of or you'd have to search to find out uh, what they were but uh just very early i got my first vcr in like 1980 so how much was it uh that was 700 dollars wow <laughs> my first car cost 600 dollars <laughs> 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 so, but uh no i it, if you were watch it, it it's over the air antenna t, i didn't have cable or anything so it's like right fuzzy already
0: so what was the vhs what was the uh
2: what was what was the content of the the Mostly goofy shows, like, that was right around, um Well, the Fox stuff came a couple of years later, but I, I remember vividly watching early Fox television. They had the new adventures of Beans Baxter. Uh, uh, one of my favorites was uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose.
0: Sure. Married with Children was one of the first. No. Um,
1: Formational for me as a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same here. Children, yeah. Yeah. And The Simpsons.
0: In fact, you dated somebody who was on an episode for
2: a while, right?
1: Oh, yeah. She... Yeah. Do
2: of- tell. <laughs> Her name was Terry Weigel. Nice. She was, fine, so- she was a fine actress.
0: Yes, Terry Weigel is an actress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I think I know who this person was referencing. Then, uh, Jeff wants to know: Did you date any lady rock stars? Uh no.
2: I remember. <laughs> I remember trying to hit on uh, the lead guitarist for Vixen. Remember them? I don't. <laughs> Look them up. <laughs> Jan Kennard. Uh, they were opening for um, <laughs> Ozzy, and I was at a show in Dayton, Ohio. And I kind of walked up to her and said, hey, uh, I'm Ace. Uh, Working radio in Indianapolis. She said, hey. And she kind of walked away. <laughs> yes. A few weeks later, they played here, and uh, someone from their label was actually with them. And he introduces me to her and goes, Ace hey, Cosby, the music director, and he's just added your record. And she's like, oh. It was all hugs and you
1: know. So your face wasn't your pass?
2: Well, when I was just a jock, I did not want anything to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> when you were in the now, music. Now guy. I'm getting you airplay and you're making money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Christopher wants to know vinyl or digital?
2: Uh digital. I mean I'm I've got a uh, a record player at home, but I haven't played any vinyl on it in years, many years. Okay. And I've got maybe a hundred albums left.
1: This is probably this is more of a Josh question. Uh, how have uh, Stephen asks? How have you and other comedians had to adjust your stand up to deal with increasing political correctness?
0: And- um, it, I mean there are a few different schools of thought. It's uh, my act was never uh, terribly political, never has been very political, but. I would find that um, even some of my self-deprecating material about me being overweight, if I performed at, like, colleges, people, they the students didn't want to hear. They thought I was fat-shaming myself,
2: wow.
0: which I was, <laughs> but, <laughs> but not uh, – so I did you, – yeah, you kind of have to be careful, and um, I think there are two schools of thought. One is they're not going to change anything in their act. Um, there are certain guys out there that are now sort of even pushing that, like, hey – but they're finding their own audience. They're finding the audience that isn't going to be offended by things. Um, and then there are other comics who are going, you know what? I probably shouldn't do this bit anymore because, um, uh, you know, for so- sociopolitical or just political reasons. I, I think right now we're at an imbalance where certain, uh, politically speaking, one, uh, uh, one political side has a lot more leeway than the other. Um, which is kind of unfortunate. I've always been a fan of being able to lampoon everyone and everyone know that, uh, you know, you're just being silly and joking about, you know, everybody's a fair game. But right now it feels like only one side is fair game and the other is not. So,
1: Okay. Uh, Heath wants to know, have one question and one request. One of my favorite things about the show is hearing you laugh in the background. Please don't stop that. <laughs> uh, that We get a lot of that yes. on social media. Well, people people enjoy hearing the laugh in the background i don't i don't know what that is but uh he he also wants to know what is the funniest thing that has happened in your time around the show
2: ooh that's hard to say there's been so many great moments over the years um i recently i'd say the christmas show with bob was just a uh, very memorable and uh, a lot of fun. It just flew by. But as far as a uh, single incident, I nothing really jumps out.
1: Okay, uh, this this just brought Uh-oh. to me uh, Kevin. Good. Okay. Let's call him Kevin. Wants to know: Do you have a little black book, <laughs> and have you ever shared the contents with others? <laughs>
2: Well, as uh, it came up today again, Josh, the 80s were a fun time in in, in, <laughs> in, in radio. Yes. And probably 1983, I was at a rock club, and a young lady comes up to me and says, uh, she had a good time. When can I see her again? they looked at her, do I know you? And she went on to explain, and after that, that I went to a, some, uh, a store and got a brown book, brown book, <laughs> and I started writing. If I went out on a date, right, had a guest. <laughs> you
1: I had would, them sign the I, guest I, book? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it.
2: No, I would write down, make sure i write down the name, and... Uh, how much fun was had and really
0: <laughs> oh, wow yeah.
2: and uh, uh that way i would keep track and i knew who's okay you how know, lisa asian yeah you know
0: <laughs> sure. and how did you write how much fun did you have like a like a, a, a number stars <laughs> there were stars okay stars gotcha mm-hmm. huh Wow. All right. very interesting. Now, do you still have this book? I, I think, do. I do okay, indeed. Yeah.
2: Because this goes out weird. <laughs> the front the front half of the book are these women, ladies' names. The ha- back half used to be my address book, and it's like, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so at the very least, you need it for the back half. Yeah, yeah. I keep it for
2: <laughs> Aunt Helen. Okay,
1: Bailey and I want to inspect the book to make sure
2: our mom's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there used to be a comic who came on the show, a local comic. And uh, his last name was the same as a, a woman I, she was a girlfriend, actually, for a few months. And he was the right age. <laughs> and uh, one day we're at uh, a writer's lunch, and I, he's sitting next to me, I go, what's your mother's name? And he told me, "Go okay. Right. <laughs> was he mixed? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now speaking of names, and this would have been in the mid '80s. I uh, now would never lie to a woman to get somewhere with them. I'll always be honest. I was at a uh, a Def Leppard show in, in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, the opening act was a. Uh, young virtuoso guitarist known as John Butcher. He, he's supposed to be the next Hendrix. And uh, after the show, I'm talking to the promoter, and I walk up to him. I remember saying, uh, great show. He says, yeah, great show. And I say, he's, he said, what are you doing? I said, I need to ride back to hotel. And there's a, there was this beautiful young lady standing with the ear, earshot. And she goes, oh, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> and had, uh, well, cool. So we went back to the Holiday Inn. <laughs> 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 and we were at the bar, and uh, some of the, they were opening for Deaf Leopard. Leopard. A couple of Deaf Leopard guys came over. And we we're talking about, hey, fun show. I, you know. And uh, night went on, and things happened. And the next morning, I'm, I'm getting her number, and I give her my number, which I think the 317 code should have given it away. But she never asked my name. She assumed <laughs> I was John Butcher.
1: <laughs> uh all right have did jeff wants to know did you grow up in the indy area where'd you grow up
2: uh we came here from Inglewood, uh, california in the uh, early 70s and uh i love it here i've had uh, back in the day as i had many job offers and, and for one reason or another i turned them down i was glad i did at the time for different reasons uh but uh i love indianapolis and uh it's such a a uh, great middle-sized city. is not big and overpowering. The traffic's not too bad, and, and the cost of living's pretty good. And...
1: So it, growing up in Inglewood, California, I mean, is that where the Raiders' love comes from?
2: No, I, it was weird. Being in Southern California, my favorite teams were in the Bay Area, the Raiders, the Oakland A's, California Golden Seals in hockey. And uh, I don't know what... When I was a kid, when you're a seven- or eight-year-old kid and you're watching TV and there's a team and they're all badasses and the quarterback's the mad bomber, the linebacker's the, uh, the stork, the uh, cornerback paralyzes people, he's the assassin. You
1: know, <laughs> hey, I like them. Adam wants to know, what is the fattest thing you've ever done?
2: Me? Ooh, I got a lot of those. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, fat and dumb was uh, there was a, a young lady. She was very nice, but very quiet. wasn't my really tight, But other than she was attractive, but I was, she kept wanting me to come to her house for dinner. And I said, uh, "Well, I need a case of beer, Miller Lite.
1: <laughs> you have a writer
2: and a bucket of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken." <laughs> and she said, "Well, are you going to eat it all?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, of course." So I ate a bucket of chicken. And I almost finished a case of beer, but I didn't make it. But, uh.
0: So you essentially put up with this person,
2: <laughs> person that you weren't attracted
0: to for a day. No, I was yet. attracted to
2: her. You know, you
0: you ever met a girl who's uh, just kind of boring? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy wants to know what did you want to do as a kid?
2: I've always wanted to be an to entertain people and make people laugh. I wanted to actually be uh, on the radio because that's what I grew up. I've never been a good sleeper as a a child or as an adult. So at night I'd be the kid under the blanket with the transistor radio. And I'd hear, you know, uh, jocks like there was a guy in LA called Jim Ladd. He was legendary and and just listening to guys. So I want to do that. I want to be informed and entertain and, uh, through just being on the radio and, and, when we did sports talk, and and, and uh, I had a band for a while. I got to be on stage and doing it that way. And What'd you play? I was a lead vocalist.
1: Oh, okay. We had a question. Uh, are you still in a band?
2: Technically, we're on a 20-year hiatus. But, uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Courtney wants to know, at what age did you realize you had a deep voice?
2: If I go back and listen to my old air checks... Uh, when i was on my first radio station I don't sound like i do today but uh, i've always been articulate and then in high school i took speech classes and i was you know was very good at public speaking and things like that so
0: is is your current voice affected at all
2: um i noticed when i took started taking certain medicines a couple of years ago it got a little higher actually but, I mean, the way you're talking now is is your voice.
0: You're not... Oh, yeah. Because Chick often Of course, Chick you. makes fun of me. I say, good morning. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, Chick teaches you as though you are you don't really talk that way. You're just doing it for the radio. No, no, no. But, yeah.
1: No, it is true. When he walks in, I'm like, hey, Ace, he goes, hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo, and you're free to answer this or uh, plead the fifth, but... Ricardo wants to know, Christy Lee says you got her involved in all that mess with the band Kiss. Can you elaborate on what she means? I
2: took her to a kiss, first Kiss show. She had fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's fun. I,
2: I can say it. Now, you know what? I did her podcast a couple months ago, and I uh, I listened to it, and I'm going, something's missing. And I saw her on Monday. I listened to it on Saturday. I saw her on Monday. And I said, would you cut out of the podcast? And she goes, nothing, it's brand as it is. And I thought about it for a few days, and I had to recall. <laughs> but she cut out the part where we slept together. So, <laughs>
1: wait, what? <laughs> what? What just happened? So she,
2: so she cut out the part
0: where you and Christy we, slept together. We slept together a couple times,
2: right? Not that way, but like
0: in
1: the in a bed or what? Yes, in a bed.
0: <laughs> but she made that clear. I thought, why did she cut that out? I don't think she wanted people to know, that you shared a bed. You didn't share... We didn't have sex. Bodily fluids. No, I was I'm just sharing. about to
1: ask how many stars she got. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa wants to know, what do you listen to in your car? <laughs> right now, nothing.
2: The radio doesn't work. <laughs> 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 but normally sports talk.
1: Yeah, your uh, your car... It, you you pull out of the radio station at a very slow pace. <laughs> it, it oh, oh,
2: I get zero to 40 in about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Your car doesn't look bad, though. No, no, no. It's it, Like, it, I saw you get in, and I was like,
0: oh, that doesn't... Because like, I've, I've been picturing. <laughs> of I was like, oh, that doesn't look bad.
1: <laughs> what year is it? That's 94. Okay. Did you buy it new? Brand new. <laughs> that's great.
2: I, I, that's when I found out auto dealers... How they get the cars inside, they lift
1: the glass up. Emily wants to know, which Bob and Tom cast member have you known the longest and how long?
2: I think Christy by uh, a few months. But, uh, of course, I met Bob and Tom in 1983 when they came here. Uh, I was working midnight to 6, and, of course, they were 6 to 10. And so, you know, for their first five years or so, i see them every day. And back to see Tom six days a week because back to the first couple years – Back then, everybody, whether you're Bob and Tom or not, you work six days a week. And then Tom would follow me on Sundays. So I would, uh, here, here's how here's how generous Tom is. Uh, when he would follow me on the weekends, he would call me and say, hey, can you pull my albums? We played vinyl back then. And I said, well, I've already pulled my, I, I pull that, it was common courtesy, Pull pulled the other person's music, who follows you. But he goes, oh. Uh, if you pull it, I'll, I'll give you slip you a, a twenty. So, you don't know, need to do that. You know, of course, I took it and bought beer. But,
1: <laughs> 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 he is very generous. Uh, last down to our last couple questions. Mm-hmm. Scott wants to know what is the last CD that you bought?
2: Ooh, with my own money.
1: <laughs> you whatever well, you want to
2: ask. That's a different question. It's uh, you got to remember I was the music director and. APD here for almost 30 years, so i get free CDs, and I knew a lot of acts. If I couldn't get it from the album, from the uh, label, I'd call the, you know, management or whatever, uh, but I would buy imports that weren't available in America from Japan or Europe, uh, but uh, no, over the uh, holidays, I got an Amazon card and uh, gift card, and I bought a, because of my working situation for the past couple years. I didn't have much of anything to buy anything with. So when I I was behind on my favorite band's music, so I had to uh, catch up on buying some CDs from the band Thunder.
1: Okay. Uh, Ryan wants to know, Josh, if there was a KFC shortage here, would you go crazy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would be sad, but not just for me, for everyone. I, I would be a community uh, tragedy. Uh, uh, quite honestly, I'd be more upset. I'm more upset if they if there's a shortage on some of the sides. <laughs> that like I'd be way more mad if there was a shortage of biscuits than if there was of, of the chicken.
1: The mac and cheese. Oh, that's like
0: the richest mac and cheese on the market, isn't it? It's like
1: easily, maybe like, Bob Evans.
0: I don't know that I've had Bob Evans. Cracker mac and Barrels. Cheese. Yeah, KFC is even thicker than yeah. hmm, Cracker Barrels. <laughs>
1: uh ryan also wants to know gravy what about it oh just yes, yes or no yes you know
0: i'm gonna go yes and i'm gonna say yes brown or the sawmill the
2: white gravy mm. hmm. I never that. Uh,
1: all right jeremy wants to know for both of you what are your childhood memories of victory or successes that you might have had
0: what? I wasn't listening at all. I was I swear to God I was thinking about gravy. I was. Because KFC doesn't have the white gravy. But but there you had white gravy before, right? Oh
2: yeah. But not the KFC I don't
0: think. Right, that. yeah, no. I didn't mean Yes, KFC gravy, yes. But I prefer <laughs> I prefer the brown
1: though, you know. Sure. What'd you have for lunch?
0: A salad. Mm-hmm. Really? You can ask Bailey. Was it with
1: gravy as dressing?
0: No. In fact I had to get the just the I I had to take this. I had to send this, uh, the dressing back because it was <laughs> what I thought too high in calories. And I, <laughs> it's just funny that I've, I'm like that guy now sometimes. Right. Like I have to. <laughs> okay, you're being healthy. Oh, I could. I couldn't possibly have the vinaigrette. I just need the vinegar, please. <laughs> Which is
1: exactly what <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that because of your 30 day thing you're doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So. Uh, Jeremy wants to know: Was there a success in your childhood that stands out that you were really proud of?
0: Oh, in childhood, um, yeah, I, um, I won uh, an award for doing stand-up in grade school. Like, I got a trophy for that, and that was.
1: <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? There's a question that? I don't think I can read. So, oh, I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
0: and so, yeah, I mean, I was I was proud of that. I was proud. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably the one where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I'll continue doing this. I seem to get some positive feedback.
1: Sean writes, I'll just read it. Yeah. Not. Josh, the fattest thing I've ever done. <laughs> she was about 426 pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in my defense, she had a beautiful lazy eye that glistened in the carnival lights.
0: That is very poetic, Sean.
1: Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, lots of feet talk today. Yeah. People are really enjoying the feet stuff.
2: Yeah. You talked about putting your feet on her. What about her putting your feet? Her
1: the problem
0: feet... is that would do nothing. for I wouldn't be grossed out and I wouldn't be no, turned on. Okay. okay so okay. it would just I would be indifferent to it. <laughs> um, And I know there are guys out there who think I'm insane for <laughs> not being turned on by it. But it's just not, you know, whatever. It's not my thing. I mean, I've had... I, yeah, I wouldn't be bummed out, but it wouldn't do much for me.
1: I, 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 any success that stands out, Ace?
2: <laughs> oh, childhood or what are we talking? Chil- about? Childhood, no, oh. not recently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, in my younger, d- I'll get to that in a second. Uh, in my younger days, I was very proud of my uh, academia. I was a National Honor Society, honor roll all the time, and I was, I was kind of smart for a discovered jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> but no, before, how I translate, translated to radio was uh, my junior year, I had a school teacher in, in, in high school and he would let me do, tell jokes, like the, if we had an extra five minutes, you know, I'd get up and do my stick and and then uh, I started calling on one of the local radio stations and they would have joke contests and I would win and, and that translated into me getting on the, the air. Oh, and, no kidding. And, nice.
1: Can you remember any of those jokes? I'll say that it
2: was different when you're when you're fifteen, fourteen. What'd you tell? Uh... <laughs> this was still in my set. I, I opened with this one. Now I remember. I'm like fifteen. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. I want to. I want to thank Abraham Lincoln in particular for getting it all started. <laughs>
1: Uh, for those I don't get it. F- yeah, for those listening, you'll just have to go see the Facebook live. Uh, you're not getting the joke on podcast uh final final question, and again, you complete the fifth on this, but I feel it's it's only the most appropriate question to end on that we've been Ooh. asked. Uh-oh. Michelle, um, also she also asked if you were single. yes, but she asked, can you talk about the date you had with a playboy playmate that came back to haunt your li- later life? I can
2: well. This this wasn't a date for me initially. Uh, there used to be uh, there. It's called something different now. There used to be a thing called World of Wheels, which traveled around the country, and they would feature like the Batmobile and uh, Green Hornets car, etc., etc. And they would always have various playmates uh, as part of their their weekend. They would do autograph signings, and we uh, at our station Q ninety five had a win the date with the playmate. Uh, contest and the jock who was supposed to go along to represent the station couldn't make it so they asked me to fill in so at dinner it's myself the contest winner the playmate and the chaperone she had a chaperone and this particular playmate and i hit it off and we were sitting next to each other and we were talking all the time and we knew a lot of the same people and she loved the same kind of music i did and she knew a lot of people i knew knew in the music business and we just hit it off, and we were like, she totally ignored the contest winner. And uh, later that night, I'm on the air at, at midnight, and she called the radio station, which we had to look in a phone book back then. And she took a cab to the station and hung out all night, and we went to breakfast the next morning and, and hung out for a while in the morning. And, uh, and then we were basically inseparable for about five months. It was long distance, so it kind of fizzled out. And uh, when I was getting my house inspected, the guy, ins- my inspector, was asked me about the contest, and I told him that story, and I told him how bad I felt for that contest winner, and he said that was me.
1: Oh no! Wow!
2: <laughs> of course, three months later, my water heater goes down, I got a <laughs> hole in my roof.
1: <laughs> but, well, that's quite a story. <laughs> yeah, it's a gospel truth. <laughs> All right, so before we go, Josh, tell us about your show this weekend and what Tom is doing for the show.
0: Sure. Uh, I will be at Crackers uh, in downtown Indianapolis Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, And Saturday night, Tom, who, Chris, you mentioned this (laughs) earlier, um, really is one of the most generous people on the planet. He is uh, going to be, out of his own pocket, giving to the uh, Riley Children's Hospital $10 $10 for every ticket sold for Saturday night. So if you buy a ticket for Saturday, Tom will donate uh, $10 to the hospital. It's, a, it's a, so nice of him. And, um, uh, yeah, really hope you come out. If you can't make it Saturday, uh, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, Friday, 7 and 9.30, and then Saturday, 7 and 9.30, you can get tickets at crackerscomedy.com. It's going to be fun. My uh, It'll be me and uh, one of my best friends, Sean O'Brien is on the show. I don't know who's emceeing, but all the local talent here is a lot of fun. So uh, it'll be a really good time. Please uh, come out. And Ace, are you on social media?
2: I uh, have a Facebook page. That's about it.
0: Okay, so people can find Ace Cosby on Facebook. They can, indeed. And you can find me everywhere at thatjosharnold.com. Anything going on uh, at the store or anything new?
1: We uh, have Christy Lee gear. You can get Christy Lee uninterrupted uh, shirts mugs i think Uh, all kinds of great stuff at
0: bob panties Mm -hmm. soon
1: socks (laughs) (laughs) at uh, bobandtomstore.com all kinds of great stuff in there go check that out also join our facebook group i'll make sure to post ace's facebook link in there so you can get in there and also see clips that didn't make the weekend review so lots of cool stuff in there don't miss out join the facebook group and that's all i got
2: right Uh, thanks for having me and uh, i'll see you next february (laughs) Ha, (laughs) Ha, ha, ha,